You're listening to a message from Spindle City Vineyard. Connect with us or find out more at spindlecityvineyard.com. Good morning, Spindle City Vineyard. Good morning. Good morning to all who are here with me and good morning to all who are online. We're glad you're here. And we're glad you're here. So this morning um, during worship, Dan was talking about uh, just letting the Holy Spirit do what he wanted to do in time of receiving. And I don't know about anybody else who gets up here on Sunday mornings, but there's always a little something going on in me before I get up here. And um, this morning during that time, the way that I try and get myself ready to receive from the Holy Spirit is to put my hands out like this, like in a, in a posture of receiving. And this morning I was there like that, and I heard the words in my spirit, go for it. So God speaks in different ways to different people, I guess. Anyways, today's message will be about the book of Isaiah, chapters 40 through 66. Not every chapter, that would be about 45 to 50 seconds per chapter. And I don't know that that would have any points come out of it. So two weeks ago, Perla transitioned us into the prophets, which is a whole different dynamic than all the other Old Testament books that we've covered so far. Uh, they're poetic. Uh, there's a lot of imagery and such in it, but they're great books. Last week, Brittany spoke about God and holiness and how he told the Israelites that he was holy and he told Israel that they were not. And of course, he was correct. We saw that last week, and Brittany had us all think for a little bit about what does it mean to be holy. Well, today we'll be looking at the passages uh, in Isaiah that gives us hope. Us hope today, and Israel received hope from these. But first, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for this good day today. We thank you, Lord, for a place to come and hear your word and be moved by your spirit. Not that that can't happen in other places, Lord, but we're glad you're here this morning, and we just look for you to do what you're going to do and help us all to be in a, in a posture or a position that, that allows you to do that. Thank you for your goodness and your graciousness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So most Bible verses I'll be reading today will be in the ESV translation, and the reason for that is because the Bibles that are under the chairs, under the back, chair backs, uh, they're either in ESV or they're in Spanish, and um, I won't be doing any verses in Spanish. That's, uh, my wife knows Spanish. I don't. So this portion of Isaiah contains uh, consolation, conf confrontation, and a promise of redemption, not only for Israel, but for all people of all nations. Jerusalem's hard service uh, was just about to end. They, um, they were in exile, and uh, yeah, there was hard service. And God is going to come and bring them, uh, reveal himself again to them, and bring them out of there, back into the promised land. God wants Israel to be his servant. As a matter of fact, that was his plan all along, for Israel to bring his message to the world. But Israel, they just got disobedient, started worshiping other gods, 
And just sad, but no different from us today, is it, really? We fall away for a bit. He tells them that he alone is God and there is none other. And that he will bring a second exodus to them. So great that they'll even forget about the first one. Imagine that. The first exodus is so fantastic, and yet the second one would make them forget about that. All for his glory, of course. He's the glorious and gracious redeemer of Israel. So Isaiah 40 and four, 44 and 45 talk about Cyrus. He'd come a couple centuries later, so it was prophetic. Actually, he would be a pagan king that God used to allow Israel not only to return home, but also to rebuild in their land. Cyrus was the leader of the Medo-Persian Empire, and he would overtake the Babylonian Empire that held Israel in servitude. And the great thing about this is it was pronounced while Israel and the temple were still standing. It hadn't happened yet. They hadn't been taken captive by Babylon yet. So now let's get into something a little different. Isaiah 40, verses 27 through 31. These five verses are God's response to what he said in verses 9 through 26 in that same chapter, which basically is about the greatness of God, how great he is. He says, Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary, and they will walk and not faint. Wait on the Lord. How do we wait on the Lord? Is it kind of like when you're in the dentist's office and you're waiting to be called, where you're sitting in the chair reading a magazine, maybe playing a game on your phone or whatever? Not exactly like that. Has anyone here ever worked in a restaurant? All right, so there are a couple people who've worked in a restaurant. Uh, I have not, but it, it's kind of like being a server. You go up to your table, you greet the people. Hi, my name is Jim. I'll be your server today. Here's the specials for the day and such. And then uh, you say, can I take your drink order? And then you go get them their drinks. You come back and take their order and such. You're, what you're trying to do is give them service, really good service. You're trying to make their experience the best it can be. Asking them how everything is, paying attention to their table. And this is really how we wait on the Lord. Staying busy, serving him, spending time with him like he is our favorite customer. And he should be our favorite customer. And this is all done while he prepares us for the next test or triumph in the near future. He would have us to do that so that we can mount up with wings as eagles and he can give us everything we need so that we can 
walk in his ways and not faint. Because we're like rechargeable batteries, aren't we? We get down, we might get a little discouraged, we might even be at our wit's end sometimes. And, um, but we can be recharged. We can receive another power surge. God is so good. By waiting on the Lord, he will renew our strength. He will prepare us for whatever comes next. God's plan for Israel was to be a blessing to the world, to all nations. Back in Genesis chapter 12, when he told Abraham, in you shall all nations of the earth be blessed. Israel failed to be God's servant, though, in the way he wanted them to. And yet God was and still is on a mission to pursue a family for himself. So God announces through Isaiah there's going to be another servant. A servant who will do what Israel was supposed to do and he will not fail. Servant 2.0. The Messiah, our Lord Jesus Christ. Now I'll be focusing on two, on the main two points of the rest of this message, which are both in Isaiah chapter 53, verses 4 and 5. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. Servant 2.0 will bring salvation in a way that strangely the Israelites did not recognize. They had the scriptures. They should have been able to see that he was the one who was coming. He'll be rejected. He will suffer, and he will be sentenced to death by his own people. And then he will die an atoning death for their sin. Portions of those verses are quoted in many books of the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Ephesians, Galatians, 1 Timothy, Titus, Hebrews, 1 Peter and 1 John. That's how important these verses are. God's desire to reach the world. God's pursuit of a family. We call Jesus' sacrifice on the cross the vicarious atonement or the substitutionary death of Christ because he died in our place. He took our sin so we could be made the righteousness of God in him. It's exactly what 2 Corinthians 5.21 says. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Think of it this way. God's going to give you his righteousness. And God's going to, through his son Jesus, take your sin away. God's getting a bad deal. I mean, look at what he's doing and look at what he's getting. But you're getting a killer deal. And many years ago, I got that killer deal. And praise God, I have never been the same since. So let's take a closer look at verses 4 and 5. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. 
He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. Matthew 8, 16 and 17, these verses say this. That evening brought to him men who were oppressed by demons, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He took our illnesses and bore our diseases. The words in Isaiah 53, 4, griefs and sorrows, were translated differently. They were translated illnesses and diseases in Matthew 8, 17. And Matthew 8, 17 was referring back to Matthew 8, 16, where Jesus cast out the spirits with the word and healed all who were sick. So not only did Jesus provide this opportunity for us to be saved from hell and spend eternity forever with him in a place that's going to be more wonderful than we can even imagine, but he also provided healing for us today. Let's look at a few more verses. 1 Peter 2.24, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, which would be the cross that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. So Isaiah chapter 53, verses 4 and 5, they're looking forward to when Jesus would come and provide salvation and healing for us. With his, with his wounds or stripes, as some people have heard it, we are healed. In 1 Peter 2.24, he's looking back at Jesus and all that he did for us. By his wounds you have been healed. It's already been done. He did it all. Psalm 103, verses 1 through 3 say, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases. The next two verses are great, too. Who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. See, in, in Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5, in Matthew 8, 17, in Psalm 103, verse 3, in 1 Peter 2, 24, both salvation and healing are together in the same passage because they have both been provided for us today through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let's look at healing for a minute. Jesus healed a ton of people when he was walking on this earth. Everywhere he went, he healed people. Even in his hometown when many wouldn't believe on him, there were still a few that he was able to heal. He was always willing. Always. Just to name a few of the things Jesus healed people of, blindness, leprosy, deafness, dumbness, fevers, issues of blood, and the palsy as it was called back in those days, and many other things. Didn't matter what you had, Jesus would heal you. 
I have a healing story. The first person I ever saw healed in person was me. My wife, Elvie, and I had been studying healing back in 2014, 15, 16. And um, I was in Buffalo working, uh, you know, working my regular job. It had, this building had six floors. On the second floor was where I worked, and on the sixth floor was where the cafeteria and the lunchroom were, and the only two microwaves in the place. There were six floors, but they only had two microwaves. I don't know why, but okay. So I, I normally brought in a, um, a travel mug filled with coffee that I make from home because I like my coffee that I make from home. But this day, for some reason, I didn't. And I, either, I must have got it from the cafeteria in the morning. And it's like the same thing at Dunkin' Donuts or wherever. You know, you know the kind of cups you get. You know, they're, they're not like a travel mug or anything. So I had that. And of course, see, afternoon, my coffee's cold. So I said, all right, let's go up and, and heat it in the microwave. So I, I went up to the sixth floor. And uh, I opened the microwave. And these, these were not microwaves with the glass plates in them. They're just, there's nothing in them. So open, open the microwave door, set the coffee in there, close the door, and it's one of those with the dial, you know, not where you punch in whatever, however much. It, you just twist the dial. So I did that. And, you know, I'm just standing there waiting around, and then finally you hear the noise. And I open the door, and I grab the coffee, and I'm not really lifting it up. I'm just kind of pulling it. And I had no idea at the time that there was this tiny little lip in the microwave. And here I go, and I'm, I'm bringing it to me, and, it, and the, bottom of the bottom of the cup hits the lip, and it just goes back like this. And I have very hot coffee going all over the back of my hand and my wrist. So what's the first thing you think of? Cold water, ice. Well, even if I'd wanted to, the cafeteria was closed. I'd have had to go on all the way across the hall to get to the men's room. And, but it came to me, I mean, I, I had almost ready to turn and go there. And it just hit me that, wait a minute, I've been studying healing. Right? And I believe it. So let's do this. So I looked at the back of my hand and my wrist. And I said something like this. I don't remember the exact words, but I commanded the burn to stop, to stop, I commanded the redness to be gone, and I commanded the pain to leave in Jesus' name. And you know what happened in the next 10 seconds? Nothing. It was still all red. It was still burning like crazy. Nothing. But I had also learned that you've you got to stand your ground. So I stood my ground. And I was just, I, I was just, I was positive that healing was taking place. And between a minute and a minute and a half later, my hand and my wrist looked just like they do today. No redness, no burning, no pain, praise God. That was my first experience, personal experience with healing. My daughters, yeah, I, I love them so much. But my older one, Melissa, she has three cats. My younger one, Denise, has three dogs. And um, 
I, back in, I was in Syracuse, living in Syracuse. So this is uh, 12, 13 years ago. I went to their house in Buffalo for Thanksgiving. I was there the day before and had a hotel room. And I went to Melissa's house with the three cats uh, the night before. And after an hour and 15 minutes, my eyes were nearly closed and, you know, sneezing and everything else. And just breath was hard to get. And um, so I, I excused myself and I left and I went to the hotel room. Where, and I used my rescue inhaler that I used to carry with me. And I used the nebulizer that I used to bring with me everywhere. And nothing helped. So 1 o'clock in the morning, I drove home to Syracuse. And, you know, it's kind of cool in fall time, right? Thanksgiving time. So uh, whenever there wasn't traffic around me, I would open the window and I'd kind of stick my head out a little bit and let the air flow through to the eyes and the nose and everything, which did help a little bit. But I got home, and then later, about 5 in the morning, I took another breathing treatment, and after that, I was okay. Of course, I missed Thanksgiving with my girls and my grandkids. So last year, I went over there. No problem at all, because God's healed me of those. God is willing to heal us of whatever we need healing of. We just need to trust him. He's so awesome. So a few more Bible verses about healing that we haven't read yet. They'll go quick. Psalm 107, verse 20, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Luke 5, 25, which is talking about Jesus after he had become pretty famous. But now even more, the report about him went abroad. And great crowds gathered to hear him and to be healed of their infirmities because they believed. Luke 9, 1 and 2 is when he called the 12 together, the 12 disciples, and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal. And they did. And one more thing. If you're brokenhearted today, God can heal that too. Psalm 147, verse 3 says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He heals more than physical issues. He heals spiritual issues. He heals emotional issues. Whatever issues you have, it's a piece of cake for Jesus. So it's available to everyone. And today, when ministry time comes, if you need healing for something, come forward. There will be people here who would love to pray for you today. Pray with you today for healing. Let's transition to salvation for just a couple minutes. If I was to ask you right now, if you were to die today, do you know where you'd go? Do you have a definitive answer? The Bible says you can. First John 5.13 says, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Believing on the name of the Son of God is basically what Romans 10, 9, and 10 says. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes and is justified. And with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. Romans 6, 23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. 
It's like a birthday gift. Right? If, I, if it was your birthday and I was to come over and give you a gift, you have a choice. You can receive that gift and it's yours. No questions asked. Or you can reject it. And it's not yours. It's your choice. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. I've got an illustration for that. Last time I used this, a couple of us actually threw darts at it. And, um, but today, I figured this was better. So here's a dartboard. Here's the bullseye, the red part, right? And you'll notice that nobody is quite in the red part. This one's in the green part, but it's not in the red part. This basically was me before I got saved. Before I surrendered my life to Jesus, this was me way out here. This, you'll see, the British flag. This was Dan. Yes, I got his permission to use him. This was Dan, not as far away as me, but this was Brittany, a little closer than us. And this was Johanna, and I put her here because she grew up in a family with a pastor, so I put her there. I'm not sure if she was there or here or where she was, but that's my illustration. So being this far away, this far away, this far away, and only this far away makes no difference because all have come short of the glory of God. And that's how salvation is. We all fall short of the glory of God. And that's why we need him. Because we can never be good enough to reach heaven on our own. It's just not possible. You can't buy salvation. You can't earn salvation. You can only receive it as a free gift. Because God is good and God is gracious and God loves you. So if you've never surrendered your life to Jesus, that is to make him the Lord of your life, Hey, people will be up front, be glad to pray with you about that, show you how you can do that and come to know him today. And that'll happen when ministry time starts, which starts right now. All right, I'm going to have you guys stand because you've been sitting and we get tired when we sit. <laughs> if you are new to the vineyard, if you're a guest with us today, you've never been in a vineyard church before, ministry time is the end. So we just basically wrap up our messages. Um, so it's our opportunity to respond to whatever God has been saying to us since the moment we got here. Maybe even in the car ride on the way here, you were feeling a certain way. Um, this is when we set aside time to just listen. Sorry, I realize I'm not on the, for the online people. Um, we set aside time to just listen to him, to receive from him, to be open to what he wants to do. So I'm actually going to just pause and we're going to invite the presence of the Holy Spirit, which is really just us becoming aware to where he already is. Um, and then the prayer team, we're going to have a couple invitations, I think, available this morning. So um, just hang out, be open. 
let him speak to you because he is here this morning to meet with you. Even if you have no idea why you wandered in this building today, God is certain and he has something for you this morning. So Holy Spirit, we know that you are already present here, but we invite you to come, that you would make alive for us the very presence of God, that we would sense and become aware. Yeah. Yeah. Let us become aware of your presence. Yeah, more, Lord, more. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Yeah, more, Lord. Yeah, yeah some of you might already be feeling um, physically, like there might be a, a feeling of, I just have a sense of the glory of the Lord falling. So some of you might be feeling a weight, an urge to bend forward, um, a heat or a pressure on your back that feels good. Uh, some of you might be feeling just like a warmth or a tingling, and that is the presence of the Holy Spirit, and we bless that on you. I think others of you, there's something in your stomach that's sort of just churning. Um, it's almost like a sense of adrenaline moving in your body, and you don't really have any reason why. It's just, and again, that's just your body responding to the presence of God. Um, and others of you are holding back tears, and I just invite you to let them come. If that is you, that the Lord is just blessing you with a release right now.